Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 161 of this podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we are going to now begin our study of the June the 8th to June the 14th week of our Come Follow Me. That covers Alma, chapters 8 to 12. Jesus Christ will come to redeem his people. Um, and this covers, as, as I just mentioned, 8 to 12 of Alma, which is really half of a, of a story. And so this week we'll, would do well to be joined with next week's study as well to kind of consider the overall experience. But we'll begin with Alma, chapter 8, verse 1. Which says, and now it came to pass that Alma returned from the land of Gideon after having taught the people of Gideon many things which cannot be written, having established the order of the church according as he had done in the land of Zarahemla. Yea, he returned to his own house at Zarahemla to rest himself from the labours which he had performed. Now, the section which we're looking at today uh, begins, um, it is titled, My efforts to share the gospel may require persistence and patience. Um, I think, however, it's important to remember that in Alma chapter 8, we don't just read of the persistence and patience of Alma. But we also read that persistence doesn't mean burnout. Um, it would have been, you know, commendable of Alma just to go on from Gideon uh, and then make his way past Zarahemla onto Melech uh, straight away, because obviously he has a great work to do. But obviously here we see that there was a need for him to rest. He needed to be able to recuperate and restore his energy. Um, William L. M. Alred said this, quote, William Alred, uh, I have played ball with him, Joseph Smith, many times in Nauvoo. He was preaching once and he said it and he said it tried some of the pious folks to see him play ball with the boys. He then related a story of a certain prophet who was sitting under a shade of a tree, amusing himself in some way when a hunter came along with his bow and arrow and reproved him. The prophet asked him if he kept his bow strung up all the time. The hunter answered that he did not. The prophet asked why. And he said it would lose its elasticity if it did. The prophet said it was just so with his mind. He did not want it strung up all the time. Close quote. Now, obviously, with this principle, this doesn't this doesn't mean that, you know, we'll, we spend evenings at a time in a week watching Netflix. You know, I think that there is obviously moderation with the rest that we need. But it is important to remember that there is rest that is needed. During this time of pandemic, it's perfectly okay to have just sat down and watched some Netflix because, you know, our minds need to rest, need to recuperate their energy. And sometimes doing something which doesn't um, cause much uh, focus or attention um, on our part is needed because then we can, as as the prophet explained uh, to um, the person that was ch chastising him, to be strung up all the time. Uh, we'll move on to verse uh, to verses two to five. So it, it, Alma goes to a land called Melech, um, and you know he. We don't really know much about what what he said there. All we know is that they were baptized in the land about. So similar to Zarahemla, perhaps, or maybe even Gideon, that the the land wasn't in such a state of um, dis disobedience. Um, they needed to change. They needed to improve, and that's why they were baptized. But um, you know, there wasn't certainly what we see next in Ammonihah. Um, what I find interesting is in verse 10, it says that Alma labored in the spirit, wrestling with God in mighty prayer. So let's remember, this isn't his initial failure, failure, which we'll read about now, isn't because he wasn't prepared. And sometimes we uh, chastise people who maybe aren't as successful in, the, in their work, saying, well, did you study beforehand? Did you pray? Maybe you didn't ask for the Lord's help. Alma was the prophet. He studied lots. He rested. He then called upon the Lord in mighty prayer. He wrestled with God in mighty prayer. 
And then he went in and this is what happened. In verse 11, it says, Nevertheless, they hardened their hearts, saying unto him, Behold, we know that thou art Alma, and we know that thou art high priest over the church, which thou hast established in many parts of the land, according to your tradition. And we are not of thy church, and we do not believe in such foolish traditions. So these people were clearly um, intent on basically not listening to Alma. Um, they believed that he had no jurisdiction over them. They didn't. They weren't interested. And despite Alma's great persistence and patience and preparation in teaching the gospel, he didn't have success. Um, George Reynolds and Jen, uh, Jen Matson Sajodal said this, quote, Alma proclaimed those same eternal truths that had been the burden of his message beforehand. He called upon them to repent and believe on the Messiah, Jesus Christ, who would come to redeem all those who would accept him as their saviour but they would not hearken unto his words. They expressed no desire to be saved in God's kingdom as Alma exhorted them. Satan, that cunning one, had planted pride and worldly ambition in their hearts, and they wanted neither promise of future reward nor spiritual restraints to interfere with their search for the riches of the earth or the plaudits of men. Close quote. So clearly here there is a grip uh, of on the hearts of the people by Satan. Um, and it shows us an important lesson that no matter how much preparation we do, sometimes the people just or certain individuals just aren't prepared to listen or do not want to listen. And that is not our fault. Um, and so Alma obviously goes away disheartened, um, kicked out of the city, spat upon and cast out. Um, and in verse 14, it says, and it came to pass that while he was journeying, journeying thither, being weighed down with much sorrow, wading through much tribulation and anguish of soul because of the wickedness of the people who, in, who were in the city of Ammonihah. It came to pass, while Alma was thus weighed, weighed down with sorrow, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him, saying... So, before what we go into what the angel said, let's just consider um, Alma's state of mind here. He is uh, downhearted. He is disheartened. Um, you know, that he's had a real big re rejection from Ammonihah. And it's not just a case of, well, go away, we're not interested. It's a literal physical um, damage that's caused by the people. Uh, and so he's obviously struggling with this. Um, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland talked about this, about how in times of difficulty we can receive great hope. He said, quote, From the beginning down through the dispensations, God has used angels as his emissaries in conveying love and concern for his children. Time in this setting does not allow even a cursory examination of the scriptures or our own latter-day history, which are so filled with accounts of angels ministering to those on earth, but it is rich doctrine and rich history it's indeed, close quote. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland, I'm sure, is, is partly referring to the fact that we have access to literal celestial heavenly beings, um, not celestial beings, I suppose, but in some cases maybe, uh, but literal hev heavenly beings which w are able to come down and minister and support us. And we certainly have experiences of that, as he says in Scripture and in um, Latter-day history as well. But of course, you know, sometimes we can be called as angels, we can be called as messengers or emissaries for the Saviour in the lives of others. I have certainly seen, experienced that myself where, with other people, and I have certainly had the blessing and opportunity to perhaps be that person for certain people. Uh, and I think that, you know, that's certainly not down to our doing or our greatness, but it's because the Lord is working through us. And if we ask and if we um, encourage and plead with him to be working through us, then we can have those experiences. You know, I think that um, sometimes we have much difficulty um, going through life and sometimes we, we do need an angel or someone um, sent by God to support and sustain us. 
The angel says, Blessed art thou, Alma, therefore lift up thy head and rejoice, for thou hast caught great caught, has great cause to rejoice, for thou hast been faithful in keeping the commandments of God from the time which thou received thy first message from him. Behold, I am he that delivered it unto you. What a wonderful um, reunion. You know, this angel is the one that caused the ground to shake with thunder. This is the angel that caused Alma to fall to the earth um, and basically be um, not re responsive for two days and two nights. Um, this is the angel that first called Alma to repentance after the prayers of the faithful had been offered so much upon him for him. Um, present, I'll talk about that in a minute, actually. Let's talk about the actual angel himself. So obviously... We know it's the same angel, and I wonder if we get a bit of an insight into how heaven works, perhaps. Perhaps heaven is not quite as different as we expect it to be. Perhaps when angels are sent down uh, to minister to those who are wayward or who need support, perhaps they are like the missionaries that go out for our church, that they go out into a new land, into a new place for a limited period of time, and they teach and they testify, and then they return home, they return back, and... Um, I suppose that, um, you know, in this instance, this is what, one of the few times, I mean, in, off the top of my head, uh, one, another example would be the angel Gabriel around the time of Christ uh, being born to the earth. He he came a number of times to different people. Um, you know, we have a few, a few instances where we see this happening, where an angel seems to be given a stewardship or a, not responsibility, but, you know, a, an opportunity to serve and bless the life of a certain person or a certain group of people. And I wonder if it's the same, you know, uh, when, when we go, that, you know, we have individuals that we are able to reach out to and touch the lives of. Perhaps we won't be able to quite be physically seen in such dramatic circumstances, but we can place things in their way or touch their hearts or protect them. And we know that this is why one of the reasons why we are encouraged to do our family history. That is, um, it could be a great blessing to have this um, uh support and sustenance from beyond the veil. Uh, I'm going to pause it there. I was going to kind of look at Alma's reaction to meeting the angel, but we'll have a look at that tomorrow as we conclude chapter eight tomorrow and why our efforts to share the gospel may require persistence and patience. I think we're starting to see that now um, with what Alma will do next after his visit with the angel. Thank you very much for listening today. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Please do share and review and, and subscribe the pod, um, to the podcast. Uh, you can share your thoughts and your study, ldsstudysession at gmail.com. And you can join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I would love to hear some of your thoughts. And I'm grateful for the thoughts that have been shared recently on the on the podcast group on Facebook. And also, if anyone is interested in uh, joining with me on a Zoom uh, chat at some point to join in a future podcast episode, I would love to hear from you as well. Thank you for listening. And until we meet again. <laughs>